Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. We're your home for Wildcats, Bulldogs, Warriors, and Coyotes. The place to go for the latest sports news on all your favorite local sports teams. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack or beverage, and enjoy. Now here's your host for your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk, Luke Olson, John Gudat, and Eric Sorensen. Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans. I am Eric Sorensen, joined by John Gudat and Luke Olson. Guys, we're back. Another episode, episode 11. We've been doing names of and great, jersey numbers and jersey numbers of great athletes i don't even need to say the guy's name all right you guys all know who that number 11 edgar martinez edgar martinez what, what a great baseball player we, we had to mention him i know this is an apple cup episode apple cup week but how do we not mention the, the Hall of Famer on our 11th episode? But Apple Cup week, let's go to a couple other names that we know and love. Uh, Mark the, Brunel. Mark Brunel. UW quarterback. He uh, was the jersey number 11. Jersey number 11. And we're going to call this one, because he has ties to this valley, we're going to call episode 11 the Drew Bledsoe episode. That's right. Quarterback on Apple 11. Cup week. Yep. He has one of the big highlights that you'll see in Martin Stadium every time you're there with the uh, touchdown in the snow and they're snowing are throwing snowballs. Uh, fun fact, his dad, Mac Bledsoe, was a Kittitas football coach. Wow. And then he went on to bigger and better things. He went to Wall with Kittitas as his foundation, that's we'll just right. say. Yeah, that's right. Couldn't well, have done it without Kittitas. Absolutely. That's you know all great career start in Kittitas. Um <laughs> that's, that's a right. Pretty safe thing to say. You could say that, right? You well, can say that. We're still to be determined <laughs> to me. Um <laughs> Actually, the great career. My, you know, my uncle Ed Hansen played for Mac Bledsoe, then played for Central, and he he lives in Bellevue and winters in there in Tucson, Arizona. And Isn't it amazing well. how everybody has like some sort of link? You could find yeah. what is that six degrees of of link or separation or whatever. Yeah. All good things start in the Kittitas Valley. Absolutely, K Town, as you call it, K Town, as I call it. Yep. Heck yeah. Well, if you are joining us, we are trying something new today. Uh, we got the camera rolling right now, so we'll leave it the camera high. Uh, hopefully, you know, it's far enough away they can't see my face, my radio face. Um, in the background, we got a flag up. We got, I got great Amazon purchase here. Half Coug, half Husky flag. It's going to go to the Apple Cup this year, my tailgate with my friend Kelly Gow, who's a Husky. And we've actually made a fun bet. Uh, whoever's team wins the Apple Cup gets to take that flag home. And when my wife Paige said, "Are you really going to hang a Husky flag in your garage?" I said, "If it means we won the Apple Cup, heck yes!" Isn't that amazing? That or it's not amazing. It's just fitting that your wife knows you that well yep. to say, "Are you really going to put purple up in your garage?" Absolutely. So um, that is a wife who knows her husband very well. She does know me very well. Well, you know, I know we're a local sports talk here, but I think the Apple Cup is a a very big topic in the. Huge in, topic in this valley. I mean, I I went to Fred Myers. I had to run there quickly. We had an incident with my daughter hurt her hand uh, yesterday, so I was sprinting in, sprinting out. But as I was sprinting out, I saw some crimson walking in and out, and there's some purple walking around there. And and uh, it's kind of a it's a big week. It's a fun week. I know I I spent I, I beat Kelly this year, and uh, he got the five a.m. meme text that we we have a <laughs> daily meme text on the Apple Cup, uh, but. I mean, I guess I guess the thing where we got to go with this is what what's the Apple Cup mean to you guys? I mean, it's a it's a local. I know I used to ask my teachers, 
growing up. I when the new teacher would be at Kittitas or a substitute teacher, I'd excuse me, are you a cougar or a husky? And if the, I liked them if they were the cougs, and, and actually a few of them were like, I knew that was going to get that question. You know what? For me, I am a a cougar fan. I root for the huskies as well. Um, I'm always rooting for the cougars in the Apple Cup. As uh, I, it, you country, you're a guy who you're a huge cougar fan, and whoever plays the huskies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like both teams. Uh, lately, though, and I say lately as in the last 20 years or so, I've always rooted for um, always rooted for the Cougs and the Apple Cup. Uh, I, you know, we were talking about how we have links or stories about Apple Cup stories, and this one just came to me. My dad is a UW grad. Uh, he was an accounting major uh, at UW. My mom went to Wazoo as well, and... Um, so I always thought, well, you know, I, but I didn't in my household, I didn't have that major intense rivalry. My mom definitely che- cheered for the Cougs and she still does. My dad always uh, cheered for the Huskies, obviously still does. But it wasn't um, uh, it wasn't like a major event. It was just a, an appreciation of the game. Um, but you both of you guys are going to be at the game mm-hmm. uh, this weekend and, and uh, I will be watching it. Uh, on TV. Um, and so, I mean, what are, what are your stories? Well, Luke, you go first. You were the one that grew up minutes from the stadium, I believe. That's right. Oh. You did. Wait, oh, in Seattle? Yeah. 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 So most, most of my family, uh, a lot of them went to UW, but somehow I ended up getting brainwashed into like <laughs> <in> the Cougars. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my, my grandfather went there. Um, uh, me and my grandfather were always pretty close. He's gone now, but, uh, yeah, being a Coug always kind of stuck with me. He kind of got me over and never been able to change. I've been to a lot of Husky games. I haven't ever, never been to Martin Stadium yet, but yeah, I've been a lot, been to a couple Apple Cups and yeah, it's uh, always rooted for the Cougs. Yeah. I think I'm on year five or six of, of Apple Cups. Consecutive Apple Cups. Uh, we had oh, to consecutive. Consecutive. Okay. One, two. Yeah, I think we're back and forth. And then I had, we took a year or two off due to, I don't know why, but the very first Apple Cup I had been to was with Kelly. Uh, he got to my house and we drove. We left like five in the morning. It was a one o'clock kickoff in Pullman. And it was the last Apple Cup the Cougs had won. And we met a couple of guys in Colfax that were from Spokane, hopped in the pickup and met us there. I was there with uh, Tyler Druffle. If you're from Pullman, you know the Druffle family. They're very large. He was a Big Ben baseball player with me. I remember Cougs won. I believe we kicked a field goal in overtime to win it. And the, they started storming the field. And I was I took off crazy, running, screaming, <laughs> ah, you know, Cougs won. And I got about halfway to the field and turned around and realized all my friends were there. So they hadn't moved. And they said, let's go. Let's beat the traffic. <laughs> They're storming the field. They're going to yeah. do this. But uh, it's been a fun – it's a fun event until about third, fourth quarter. Uh, for me, at least. Kelly's all – he's pumped about it. I got a lot of pictures on my phone he sent me of – a very angry face. It was actually my bachelor party. Went to the Apple Cup in Pullman um, a couple of years. Not this last one, but the one before. Right. And uh, you know, um, so there's a couple of things you said there. You had the opportunity to storm the field, but you decided to be practical. Yeah. And beat traffic. <laughs> we had to drive home that night. Well, I I agree with that. I, and and uh, you know, I'm a 42 year old married dad, happily married dad. And one of the things, one of the reasons why everything's happy is because I I do. I am practical at times, but if you rush the field, don't stop. Keep going. 
just keep going. It was one of my many mistakes in my life. It's up there in the top. <laughs> I have rushed the I have rushed the field before, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't in the Apple Cup. But uh, you just you throw practicality out of the way. Is that even go. a word? You just go. Practicality yep. is a word today. It's, we made you it. throw it out the window, and you just become a true hundred percent emotional fan. You think nothing else um, except for yourself. It's, it's so, a very selfish moment, so it, but if you're very fun your, moment. If you're with your kids, you're just gonna. Take off. My kids will do pretty much anything that I tell them to do if it re- if it results in fun and <laughs> making their mom, my wonderful wife, roll their eyes, Perfect. roll her eyes. So, um, so I would just say, hey, it doesn't make sense, but let's go jump off this cliff into the Yakima River. It will be like, okay, Dad, I'll beat you there. Yep, if so. it says, hey, let's go rush the field, um, then we will rush the field. We go. I hope someday I can have Ellie. In whatever future kids we hopefully have. And they're like, let's go. And then we have to find mom an hour or two later because we're in the mayhem of the middle of the field. I think that'd be an awesome experience. <laughs> so we've talked about like our family expectations of rushing the field. Luke, what would Willow say if you rushed the field at uh at Husky Stadium uh this weekend? <laughs> She'd she'd probably think that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. She, she'd she'd be all for it she, as uh, she's writing the bail money check, right? Absolutely. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> Is she going with you this one? She's not, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just me. And, uh, I got invited by old family friend and they have season tickets. So awesome. It should be fun. I get Paige is going for her very first apple cup. Really? Yes. It's, it's a guy's trip and she got to go this year and she, she tells this story. So I'm okay with telling it on here, but I had to talk with her. Hey, you understand there's apple cup can be pretty miserable weather wise. And we're here with a couple of other dudes. We're, we're not leaving. It's a mutual agreement when we leave. That's every year. I mean, that's not just because she's going, but um, every year, you know, it's like we're not leaving early. If your nope. team's getting blown out, which unfortunately has been the case the last few years, but if your team's getting blown out, we stay until the entire group says we can go. And we've been through uh, a torrential downpour. And the last time it was in Seattle, mm-hmm. that was kind of fun. We took the train in, which comes out right at the stadium at yep. UW. Uh, I got the upper hand. I think I said before was um, I bought the tickets that year, and we were right next to the Cougar marching band which was great. That is cool. It was awesome. Kelly did not enjoy it. He was, he <laughs> said, I'm not, he won't let me buy them again. But, uh, and then we were through the snowstorm last year. We got, we bought an RV pass. We camped out and, uh, it snowed. Luckily we were undercover cause that was people it down, snowed hard. They looked miserable down there. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's just a fun. Here's here's a question for you, and I don't need to see. Uh, I don't want specifics or anything like that. But it's a it's a tough ticket to get, mm-hmm. uh, and if you know, you might have to find it uh, on resale sites and and yeah. stuff like that. But it's one of those things where that's kind of like that's kind of like your Christmas. Like for me yeah. and my family, our our impractical purchases is, is rodeo uh, tickets and such. Um, uh, so for you and your family, is it a, is it Apple cup tickets then? Well, it's mostly me. I've only been by myself with Kelly gal, my friend. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't know if Paige likes me leaving every Apple cup the day after Thanksgiving, but it's, uh, for me it is, it's my, it's, you know, I think everybody needs their time with their buds and, and I agree. It's a fun, and she knows I'm a pretty diehard fan. Um, I wish I was ready to go to school at WSU. I was all signed up to go. And me then, too. And then Desi story caught me at Super One that summer leading up and said, Practice starts on this day. I said, I, Oh, you want me to come play? He's like, Yeah, you're going to be on the team. I was like, Oh, went home that day. I was like, Dad, I guess I'm staying. I'm going to Central. So, 
that was my, I was, I was almost a cook. I was going to go be there and go be a lifer. You know, I was going to go to every game and stuff, but, uh, yeah. So I say me too, as in I was ready to go. Of course, I wasn't recruited for baseball. That's not what brought me to Central. But uh, so the similarities pretty much stopped once you took over the story. But uh, the Palouse is a great area. It's beautiful. It is is truly God's country. Uh, we were talking about it before we were on the air. Two out of the three of us have been to Palouse Falls. Luke, you got to put Ooh, it on your you got to put it on your uh, bucket list. Um, it's a great way to uh, break up. Uh, I won't even say long, monotonous drive, but it is a, a decent drive uh, there. And um, Get off just, at Washtuckna, right? Yeah, just take a turn at Washtuckna and keep right. driving. Even though you think you're lost, you are not. It is gorgeous. You yeah. get to the hell, I was telling Luke, when you go, you're going to see nothing but flat land, and you're going to think, there's no waterfall here. And nope. Eventually, there's a sign. You turn left, and boom. There yeah, boom. And you better stop, because uh, that's gorgeous. a big hole. It is. It that's is a big hole that going, the, the, the waterfall that. Uh, falls into. Of course... We're going to talk about sites that you see. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, uh, for me, uh, <coughs> Palouse Falls turn off there. Um, you know, the big, uh, I want to say, wheat barn or hay barn uh, with the uh, with yeah. the Gokugs. Um, every time I'm there, mm-hmm. I got pictures of uh, me just doing it and, and then me and my wife and, and girls doing it as well. Um, and then, of course, I'm thinking the, the grain elevators at Dusty. Yeah. Um, Which had, remember Jason Gesser was in the Heisman? And they put his picture on that grain elevator. Yeah, dusty. we're going back that. about what about fifteen years now, give yeah. or take. Yeah. More than that, I think. Well, I think he played right before our guest. If I right before right. our guest, can we talk about that a little bit? We can. Yeah, we can talk You're the that. one that set it up, so we, the the spotlight gets shined on you. We are fortunate, and 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 we're very. I'm very excited. I know you guys are pretty pumped. When I, I don't think you'd believe me when I texted you, but uh, this week's this week's guest is uh, Cougar quarterback Alex Brink. Played for the Cougs. Four years, one he was part of three Apple Cup victories, two in Seattle, one in Pullman, and uh, oh, the year they lost it was a year they should have won. I think it was it just knocked him out of being bowl eligible that year. It sounded like, and uh, that's a good point. I actually hope he kind of talks about that. Yeah, but it was a uh, we're so excited to have you know a guy that's uh, he's down in Oregon. He's got a, a clothing line. Uh, he's going to talk about American football brand, and uh, you know we're super excited to have a Cougar legend. I think he, he qualifies for that. He does the play-by-play. And he's, he's the color commentator with Matt Chazanow on the Cougar Radio. And if you get a chance to look at his podcast, it's the Coors Light Cougar Podcast, which that would be Coors a cool Light sponsor. Cougar Podcast. Right. I'm suddenly thirsty. Yes, yes, I'm suddenly absolutely. thirsty. Um, but, I mean, that's a great, you know, a great guest. And we're super excited to have him on. He called in. And, uh, you know, I think before we get into that, let's, I mean, this. I don't know if I want to read these stats. But we got to talk. Let's about just it. do it. We have Husky fans on their list and we got some voice messages we're going to play afterwards. We got a couple of right. Huskies on there and I think everybody's both kind of agreeing that, you know, that they're, it's kind of an upsetting year that we thought we had higher hopes for what goes on. But the Cougs, teams. Yeah. Cougs were our bowl. Huskies have already been bowl eligible. Um, the Cougs are now bowl eligible. They're going bowling after knocking off Oregon State in an absolute. It's a good thing. You know, Down to the literal wire. Absolutely. Good thing Ellie wasn't asleep yet. I was screaming at the TV. <laughs> The other thing I heard, uh, a friend of mine, Harry Pratt, goes. he's a season ticket holder. I guess whenever time Max Borgie gets the ball, a guy in each section stands up and goes, Borgie, Borgie, Borgie. And the whole stadium goes, oi, oi, oi. What a guy. That, Isn't that awesome? He's already famous then just for he, – he embraces that as well. Yeah. Um, he seems like a pretty cool cool guy. I was watching an interview with him. Um, 
gosh, I, I wish I could reference it a little bit better, but basically he didn't guarantee anything, but he said, I'm going to be scoring a lot yes. in this Apple Cup. And, and the sports information director is like, all right, off. we're done. <laughs> After guaranteeing the victory last yeah. week. Yeah. I was, I was just But listening that's a to good that. personality, and every team yeah. needs that. I'm trying to think who had that personality last year. He had a mustache, so. headband. I think his Mr. Minshew Gardner. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that today and for our guys on the baseball team in Kittitas, they, I, I'm going to bring this up in a meeting this year about look at two guys at WSU who have been, you know, let legends, a pretty good word for them lately, but very popular guys. And why are they popular? Why do people like them? Well, because they're down to earth or he'll, he'll speak up a little bit, but uh, they work hard. They expect, their teams to win and they don't expect something for nothing. And, and it's awesome. And Kook fans love guys like that. that just come to Pullman, believe, and they go and they work hard. And, but before we get into this, we, I guess we do got to talk a little bit about this, uh, the series total times. It'll be the 112th, I believe. Yep. If this is correct. Uh, and if you walk through the Kittitas elementary school, you'll see coach Watkins door hall of fame, baseball coach, coach Watkins at Kittitas. He has a question mark says, can you solve this riddle? And it is 73, 32, and 6. And if you're a fan of this, you know that that's the overall record of the Apple Cup. He's a Husky fan, Rainier Beach grad. Uh, so that's the – Washington leads it. Uh, the largest victory was in 2000. UW won 51-3. to three. Uh, We don't have to talk about that. I do remember that. I do, unfortunately. The largest win streak, uh, UW has an eight-game win streak a couple times. But I believe our guest ruined that, didn't he? So – Right now, UW is on a six-game win streak, mm-hmm. and the last three years, both teams have been ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, neither one are are meeting or or exceeding expectations. Um, but the last three years have been ranked. Uh, both teams, UW's on a six-game winning streak right now. The last time they had a six-game winning streak, a freshman quarterback, a redshirt freshman quarterback, Alex Brink, our guest. Mm-hmm. Got uh, victory number one against them to stop the six-game win streak. We're going into a six-game winning streak again. Does it stop this week? I hope so. I, hope so I mean, I, again, I I got nothing but love for the Huskies. Mm-hmm. I just cheer the Cougars on Apple Cup. Absolutely. Well, let, that's enough of us talking, I believe. Let's go into this week. We need to talk about our sponsor real quick because they are awesome. They've kept the lights on for us. Uh, Fitters Furniture, they're on uh, 4th and Main. Fourth Main, right downtown in historic Ellensburg. Quality furniture furniture since 1896. I hope you guys enjoyed the radio ad last week. Uh, you know what? It was I, hilarious. It was uh, popping up into my head, and mm-hmm. and that was definitely Brad's personality. It was awesome. Um, uh, showing in that ad. So uh, we're going to be playing it again right now, uh, here in just a moment. So yeah. want to say thanks to Fitter's Furniture for sponsoring us, and uh, let's get right into their ad right now. Make sure you get in there and tell them the kid has Valley Sports Talk sent you. We have a our first shout out someone went in there and told them let's get our second it was shout a, out it was a pet fitterer uh guy that he coached playing basketball i believe from highland so that's all awesome right. all right without further ado enjoy our our commercial from our great sponsor and then we'll bring on alex brink quarterback at the washington state cougars fitterer's furniture presents a poem for the season from mr brad fitterer thank you Twas the holiday season all through the store the staff was real busy with customers and more There were couches and tables and lamps all around, with savings and prices the best in the town. But the reason I write this is simple, you see, to wish you the best from my staff and from me. Thanking all of their customers. Wait, I'm not done. And wishing all of you the best for the holiday season. I have more. Quality furniture since 1896. Hey, I spent a lot of time writing this. Fitterer's Furniture in Ellensburg. 
Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans. It's the segment where the guest of the week brought to you by Fitter's Furniture, quality furniture since 19 or 1896. Uh, we are very pleased to have the winningest quarterback in the Apple Cup for the Cougs. Joining us today, Alex Brink. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, first off, and I guess what you know, your podcast, nothing new to you. You got a one that if you guys haven't listened to it yet, Coors Light Cougar Podcast with Matt Chazanow, Jed Collins, right? And uh, tell us a little bit. That's that's exciting. Is it fun doing that? I'm sure. Yeah, man, it's just, it's super fun. So, and it's kind of a neat, you know, it's a unique group, right? We got my broadcast partner, Matt Chaz, now Jed Collins, who I've played with, and then Dave Emmerich, who's the chief of staff for, you know, for the Cougs. So he's kind of like Coach Leach's right hand man. So it's a fun, you know, group to, and it's obviously for people that haven't heard, it's pretty lighthearted. You know, we'll talk a little football just because I think that's important, but we also get into all sorts of crazy stuff. Like we were talking about, you know, how you feel about dipping dots and cotton candy <laughs> last week. So you know, we got all sorts of good stuff. Um, you know, we're always jonesing for, you know, Coors Light is, is the, the sponsor kind of through our, through the, the, the piece with you know, Washington State IMG. But, you know, we're always jonesing for uh, kind of tongue in cheek for new sponsors and things like that. So oh. kind of a funny deal. But yeah, please check it out. The Coors Light Cougar podcast every week. So Alex has Dippin' Dots uh, reached out to you yet? <laughs> no, Dippin' Dots is not. No, Dippin' Dots hasn't. You know, we've we've worked hard at Alaska Airlines, but Jed, you know, was upset about a, a baggage claim issue. So I think we lost <laughs> them somewhere along the oh, line. Man. Um, you know, we've tried all sorts of different things, to be honest with you, but uh, you know, it hasn't really, hasn't really taken hold yet. So can't imagine why. Oh, that's awesome. Well, have you recovered from Saturday's game? That was that was a little hard on the heart that night. Boy, I tell you what, that was, um, you know, we got done where we're kind of finishing the games over and, and Matt and I were wrapping up the broadcast. And he said, gosh, have you ever, you know, have you ever been a part of any a game like that? I said, well, you know, Matt, about six weeks ago, we had pretty much the same, you know, the same deal with UCLA. It just broke, it broke the other way. And so, you know, as far as being a part of a win like that, boy, that was a uh, heck of a game. Uh, hard to imagine the last seven minutes of that game going like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm barely recovered, but you know, it's Apple cup week. So I got to, uh, you know, I got to, we got to get ready for that. Actually, I was going to, that leads me into a question here uh, really quick is, you know, obviously you've been in, in uh, close game situation, big game situations is, I mean, everybody's going to be like, Oh, you got to take it one down at a time, one game at a time, whatever it is. But you're, you're, you know, behind the center and you're seeing this, you know, you're two yards away, heart racing. I mean, or are you in the zone to where you really don't have the opportunity to think about it like a fan would think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think you're, I mean, there's no doubt that it's a heightened sense, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're very much, you know, if you've done the preparation and you're, you, you know, you're very much locked in, right? I mean, it, it's one of those things where I tell you the, you know, in that scenario specifically, which I think is, is unique is, you know, Washington State gets on the ball and they're getting ready to snap it. And then uh, Oregon State calls the timeout. You go to the sideline. And I think that's the best thing that could have happened to Washington State because, you know, they go to the sideline and running back coach Eric Mealy, he's up in the box and, you know, he radios down to the sideline and says, hey, guys, if we line up in, in the same formation, you know, same play, he's like, I don't think they have enough guys in the box you know, but take a look at it when you get to line, but kind of was able to give, you know, Anthony Gordon some a key to look at. And that's what happened, right? They come out, they actually flipped the formation, but it was the same play call. 
and Anthony turned him turned to Max Borgie and said, "Hey, I think we should run this thing." And Max wow. said, "Yeah, we should." And so yeah. they they made the check. So you know, I think definitely your heart's racing, you're going, but you're so locked in, and and if your preparation's good, you know, you know what you're looking for, um, which obviously then ultimately leads to success, like happens with Washington State. I know that I was texting with local Ellensburg guy, Dane Williams, who's a big Cougar alumni. And that's my guy, he, Dane. Dane's the man. Dane. His, his text on Sunday morning was, man, if we had 22 Borgies, we'd be the 72 Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fair statement. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. Like, Max is a, a guy who's, you know, stuck is the wrong word. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's in this system that, in theory, doesn't highlight his ability to the fullest extent. Now, he takes advantage of it. And Washington State, I think, uses him in some unique ways at times. But, you know, imagine if he's in, you know, a different offense. Imagine if he's in, you know, Oregon, the Oregon Ducks offense, how he's getting used, right? Or, or mm-hmm. you know, shoot even Oregon State, for that matter. But, you know, with that being said, right, I mean, he's so productive. I mean, you look at, I was looking at going into this game, he was ranked eight in Washington State history in total touchdowns. And he's only been here for two, less than two years. Wow. It's unbelievable. I didn't and so, you know, that. I mean, he's going to he's gonna be a guy, obviously, we're going to enjoy watching for the next couple of years and, and an even better kid, too. Absolutely. Well, before we get into the hard-hitting Apple Cup questions, uh, let's get. I saw on, on your Twitter that you have a, a brand, a, a company starting up here, uh, American Football Brand. Let's talk to us about that. Let the folks know. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, American Football Brand's a, a fun adventure uh, between myself and a couple other guys who played uh, who played college football or the former football players. Where you know we want to bring some uh, you know awareness and excitement to the game of football, kind of outside of just. Uh, you know, say you're you're a fan, you know, you're a fan of Washington State or a fan of you know the Seahawks, but this is hey, you know, you really love the game of football, the history, tr- the tradition, the passion behind it, and so it's different. Um, you know, it's a lifestyle apparel brand kind of celebrating the game, and so pretty cool, uh, pretty cool stuff. A lot of things um, going on for Black Friday and the holidays. So please, you know, if you get a chance, check out AmericanFootballBrand.com um, if you're you know if you love the game of football. So how long uh, how long was that being tossed around between you and and buddies or maybe even yeah. in your head before it yeah. Uh... yeah it's been going for you know we've been thinking about it for a, a couple of years now we kind of soft launched it um, about this time last year and it's just been kind of working our way through the process and you know got a lot of other things going on obviously in life and, and in business so you know it's kind of gotten it has been on the on the back burner but you know we there's some good friends who. Um, own a company called Baseballism, which is a baseball hmm. kind of version of this. And they are, uh, they do a great job and it's a really special thing because they have a huge impact on the game. And that's my thing with football, right? Is like, you, know, you talk about how the game, you know, the attack on the game, all these things that are changing that, you know, some are for the good and some I think are a little overblown. And, and I think you know, the idea that us as football fans and, and being passionate about the game and how it can change lives, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think American football brand is a way to kind of channel that and support the game. That's awesome. Well, you, you grew up as an Oregon kid. Uh, what made you choose WSU? Boy, that's a phenomenal question. So I was, uh, my, my path was kind of unique. I, I, you know, I grew up in Eugene, like you said, I actually played high school football with Mike Bellotti, the, the Oregon uh, wow. football coach at the time, son. And so, you know, I, I knew that program very well. Um, but you know, when it all came down to recruiting wise, I really wasn't a very highly recruited uh, player. And so Boise State was, you know, a team that uh, offered me um, Nevada, Idaho, or some smaller schools. And Washington State kind of came in late after Coach Price left and Bill Doba took over. And it was uh, actually Tim Rosenbaugh, who was a former Washington State quarterback 
and Eastern Washington's offensive coordinator took a job, took the job as the quarterback coach at uh, Washington State, and and so very late in the process, like a couple weeks before signing day, uh, they offered me a scholarship, and um, you know, because they had some turnover, and so for me, it was about you know wanting to play at the highest level for sure. I also wanted to play in an offense that, you know, the football and Washington State certainly was that or had a reputation of being that. And so, you know, and then I took I took a trip to Pullman. I actually only, typically trips are two days. I only went for one day because of some scheduling. And I just fell in love with it right away. I mean, I had all the things, the school piece, the, the football piece, the community piece. And, and that's how I ended up there. And I think in all honesty, I look back, I probably didn't even know, you know, how great of an experience it would be. And so I, I feel very blessed that I even, you know, I got the chance to, to attend school there and play football. So it sounds like it was pretty uh, a pretty obvious choice, but you said they kind of came in late in the game in terms of the recruiting process. So did it uh, throw you for a loop a little bit in terms of you leaning uh, elsewhere before uh, Coach Doba and and, uh, and Tim came in and kind of uh, yeah. sparked your interest? Yeah, yeah. Actually, as a matter of fact, it did mostly because I, I committed to Boise State, and at the time, you know, that was Chris Peterson was the offense coordinator, Dan Hawkins was the head coach. You know, the guys, you look back at the guys that were on that staff when Boise State started to make their, you know, their run, their rise to prominence. I mean, those guys have gone on to do incredible things in the coaching profession. So I certainly look back and, you know, it wouldn't have hurt me by any means to go to Boise, but um, the hard part was I had committed there. And so I had to decommit from a great coaching staff and a great program and, and make the decision to go to Washington State. You know, I was fortunate. My brother was a very high level athlete, was a, Olympic class swimmer that went to the University of Tennessee. So he'd been through the recruiting process at a high level and he was able to kind of talk me through, Hey man, this is part of it, you know, decommitting and you got to do what's best for you in that scenario. And um, so in the end, obviously it worked out. Well, I mean, they can't blame you. I mean, once you get close to Pullman, you realize that's God's country and I don't see how anybody would not want to go there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, geez, I think that's the, that's the thing. Everybody knows it's like Pullman, Pullman bus. There's nothing else out there. <laughs> what, what did you think of that drive going to Pullman? That very first time. Well, see, I, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm from Eugene, so it's not like, you know, it's not a, I'm certainly not a big town. I mean, it's bigger than Pullman, but it's not that big. So, I mean, I, I didn't really know any better. I mean, I think, you know, when I think about the drive to Pullman, every, every, even now, I drive, usually I fly into Spokane and drive down to the games when I come to do the broadcast. And every time I, I, I'm in awe of it, right? I love it. I mean, it's the, it's the best. And we did, you know, I drove up from Portland once or twice kind of after I committed to, and did the drive up all the way through, you know, Eastern Washington and, and all that. I, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's put an apple cup spin to our conversation here, Alex. And, and, uh, you know, as, uh, as country here, Eric, uh, introduced you winning this quarterback, you guys went three and one, uh, during your tenure against, uh, against the Huskies and, and, uh, you know, just generically speaking, what is the apple cup like? I mean, there's some great rivalry games, especially this week. Um, but you being a part of the Apple Cup for four straight years, um, what is that like? I mean, can, how can you explain that, or, or can you try to explain that? Well, I think the you know the the best way for me to explain it is kind of around. I think what makes it unique is there's a couple different things. You have you know the geographical piece, right? I mean, you have West Side, East Side. You know, very different in in just the general makeup of you know what those two sides of the state are like, and then you kind of have you know, the socioeconomic side of it and, and what the, you know, two fan bases quote unquote kind of attach themselves to, or at least I think maybe think of each other as right. Right. Um, and then you've got it to some degree, you've got, then you've got the kids that are involved and, and typically, you know, with, you know, Washington state, uh, you know, you would say that, 
you know, from a recruiting standpoint, when it comes down to Washington kids, you do get more kind of Central and Eastern Washington athletes at Washington State, and you get more Western Washington, you know, kids at UW, right? And then you also factor in that the kids that come from out of state, like California kids, a lot of them, in a way, are rivals to begin with because, you know, when they're getting recruited out of California, you know, maybe Washington State's recruiting them, but Washington's not. So they already have a chip on their shoulder when they come out. So from a roster standpoint, a lot of the kids are already kind of have a little bit of a rivalry, uh, you know, amongst themselves. So I think, you know, you factor all those things together, and that's what makes this thing so special on top of, obviously, the history and, and the pageantry of it um, and, and kind of the, and I guess this is, fair to say about most rivalries, but I mean, you know, some of the the quirkiness of the games and it never the ball really not, never bounces the way you think it's going to to some degree in the Apple Cup. I mean, and, and I think I I experienced that. I mean, boy, in two thousand six, the one Apple Cup we lost, I mean, that's the one we probably should have won, in all honesty. Yeah. And and it just, you know, they had five big plays that were the difference in the game it felt like and and you know those those type of things and obviously i was a part of you know that 2003 game as a, i was registering but over in seattle with um you know matt kegel and cody pickett and, and boys like you, you just never feel like it's gonna go like it says it is right you talked about uh you know you've been in part including your redshirt year you know five years and and then with you taking the snaps three and one so uh, I I looked up some stats on I think it was I can't remember what statistician was website it was but uh, you had a pretty darn good career against UW I want to say sixty two percent completion percentage uh, twelve hundred and fifty yards you had eleven scoring strikes eleven touchdowns and maybe even more importantly zero picks you had one rushing touchdown as well but zero picks is that uh, still after a couple of years uh, I'll allow you. Allow you to puff up with pride, or or do people, you know, obviously yeah. you want to score, but you never gave them an opportunity to uh, do a yeah, pick six yeah. or anything. No, absolutely. I mean, I think it's uh, you kind of look back, and even even now, I kind of shake my head at it because I think, and yeah, to some degree, those the stat the stat line is, is as unbelievable as going three and one, right? And and for me personally, it's like that obviously makes you feel good, but then you also think about from a quarterback standpoint, right? That's number one. You gotta protect the football. Gotta make sure you don't give them uh you know, give the other team any opportunities. And I think, you know, my senior year, you know, a lot of people obviously remember the the touchdown to Brandon and, and that game in oh seven. That you know, the the thing that I kinda of look back on is the game before that, I probably played the worst game of my career against Oregon State and threw six interceptions. So then to turn around and throw, you know, five touchdowns and no interceptions <laughs> against the Dawson next week, I think makes me puff up with pride a little bit more that, you know, I didn't fold after, uh, after having a really, really bad game the week before. Well, we got one more question for you before we let you go. You know, Coach Leach has always made this game out in his tenure here just to be another game. Uh, I think Coug fans can probably say differently. Uh, but just touch on, you know, you've experienced it, especially winning in Seattle, which has got to be amazing. Um, I mean, what does an Apple Cup victory really mean to a Coug fan? I mean, I know we all, it's a it's a yearly pride thing, but, uh, you know, how much pride do Cougs take in this win? Well, I think it's a ton of pride in it. And, and I think, you know, it's a, it's one of those things that uh, for Washington State, you know, they're always kind of fighting this uphill battle, it feels like, in the state to kind of be, talked about in the same in the same regard as, as University of Washington is, which, you know, I mean, it is certainly something that Coop fans, I mean, struggle with all the time. So you get the win and 
and there is the yearly pride thing, but it's also kind of a validation of what the program's doing. And, um, you know, it, to me, you know, when you go into Husky Stadium particularly, I mean, there's, you know, you're kind of going into that en- enemy territory looking to really put a stamp on, you know, what your season is. And for both these teams now this year, you think about, you know, kind of disappointment. I think both teams have had you know, an Apple Cup win is really a way to get yourself back on top and feeling good about how the season went. I mean, cause I think, I think both these, these programs would say, you know, they, they maybe are not where they would want to be um, here at the end of the year. Um, so, you know, I think for me personally, the thing is, is that, you never want to make it more than it is, you know, more. And I appreciate where Coach Lee's just coming from, from that standpoint. But, you know, as an athlete, I mean, you have to have some pride in it and you have to have a chip on your shoulder. You know, I grew up in Eugene and I went to the Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State, which, you know, is, is you know, a very similar type of rivalry. So I had a deep appreciation for what the Apple Cup was. And I took a lot of pride in playing in that game. And I think that's kind of one of those things when we talk about, you know, the stats and those sort of things was when I went into that game, it was as hyper-focused as I, as, you know, as any game that I played. And I think to some degree, that's where some of that success came from was my appreciation of the rivalry. So I think you have to have, you you have to have that as an athlete and, and, you know, the coaches and, and the guys that have grew up in the state, I think do a good job of, of impressing that upon um, everybody in the program, but I think they can continue to get better. And obviously Washington state hasn't had the success that, um, anybody would have wanted to, to this point. Uh, I think in Coach Leach's tenure, so it's it, it, in the Apple Cup. So, it, you know, if it happens this week, it's going to be because guys realize the importance of the execution in this game. That The atmosphere in the locker room prior to the Apple Cup, was it always, did it always feel different than any other game? It was. I mean, it was, you know, it was, there, there was a, a heightened sense about it. And there's always a, you know, when you're in a locker room, right, there's a before game, there's always kind of a, there's always a buzz and always an energy, but you know, and, and for, for us in particular, during my time is, you know, typically we got the end of the year and we weren't really where we were at record wise. So that was, you know, so the Apple cup was the chance, you know, was the time to kind of be able to put our stamp on the season. And like, and we did. And like I said, 06 was the one where, you know, we had six wins. We thought we were pretty much in a bowl game and we ended up losing, you know, just a heartbreaker. And it's kind of one of, and that was one of those things that you look back, boy, we could have been 4-0 in the Apple, you know, in the Apple Cup as a senior class over those four years, which would have been pretty special. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely a different buzz, you know, during the week and during, during, you know, kind of lead up to the game. Yeah. All right. Last question for this time. Final Final prediction: What's going to happen? What's the final score going to be? Boy, I love it. Uh, I, I'm aggressive in this scenario, <laughs> and I, I do. I, I think the Cougars are going to go in there. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think I think Washington State, you know, going to be able to throw the football, um, but Washington's going to probably run the ball pretty effectively. And and so I think we're getting into a, a little bit of a shootout. I think Cougs win this one, 45-42, late field goal, wow. Lake Mata. I love it. I love it. Well, Alex, I really appreciate you joining us today. And uh, good luck, you know, have good luck on the call this weekend and go Cougs. Go Cougs. Thanks, guys. Go Cougs. Well, welcome back, Valley Sports fans. What a fun interview. Alex Brink, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast and being our guest today. Guys, what'd you think? I liked what he said when he was talking, when I was talking about like a fan perspective, my my heart is always like just bursting through my ch- my chest. Mm-hmm. And he he's always like, if you're prepared well and you're dialed in, yeah, you're going to acknowledge this in the amped up atmosphere, but just do your job. And so that's always, um, 
that's the difference between, you know, good players and great players is are you doing your job and are you letting your, you keeping your emotions in check? So out of the many things that I got from him, that was, that's the one that's going to resonate with me for a while. Mm -hmm. And from a coaching perspective, Mm -hmm. you're going to probably want to make sure your players are understand the, what's the task at hand, but keep it just task oriented. Right. Right. You know, I, I guess keep the energy up, understand what's at hand and don't make a situation bigger than you thought. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Had a lot of he's a kind of interesting, um, like you know the locker room atmosphere before, and you know how I I knew it, it's probably different. Or, you know, even now you mentioned like Mike Leach tries to keep it. You know, it's just another game, but it, it really isn't another game for any rival. You know, if it's Oregon playing Oregon State or Alabama playing Auburn, it's there's always that kind of the energy is different, and that was pretty cool what he had to say about that. Oh yeah. <clears throat> The other, uh, um, the other thing he was talking about is, you know, these uh, Wazoo kids, and I guess I can say kids since I'm in my 40s now, but uh, going to Wazoo might have a little chip on their shoulder because they got overlooked by UW. That's a big motivating factor. Oh. As long as you don't get jaded or um, too negative to where it creates just negativity in your own heart, but uh, now I'm becoming an armchair <laughs> psychiatrist right now, but... Uh, um, you know, playing with the chip on your shoulder, that's good motivation if you can channel it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, last week we uh, put out the question. We, we you know, on our, on our uh, Facebook, we put out the question, would you rather, well, John, why don't you tell us the question? Would you rather, our <coughs> weekly would you rather question, would you rather be bowl eligible and go to like a Las Vegas bowl or something right. like that? Or would you rather win the Apple Cup against your most... Uh, and not go to a bowl. And not go to a bowl. Mm-hmm. That's right. What's more important? Uh, a bowl game that might not be the Rose Bowl or, or you know, something pretty elite. Or would you rather beat your rivals in the right. Apple Cup? And uh, to be quite honest with you, wasn't really surprised with the, um, uh, with the responses. Uh, Mark Crowley on Facebook said Apple Cup. Uh, my buddy Dan McDonald uh, said Apple Cup as well. Um, you got some more uh, responses as well, I believe. Yeah, I know uh, Tom Breidenbach, kid that's alumni, said uh, both. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think was an option, Tom, but we'll go with that. But actually, it is now because we did, we're bowl eligible now. And we actually got quite a few voice messages that we're going to play. <laughs> Good mix of Cougs and Huskies. Uh, if you guys ever want to reach out to us, go to the Anchor website of our podcast and you can click a button. Uh, to send a message to the show or on your phone, record a voice memo, email it to kvsportstalk at gmail.com, and we will be more than willing to upload it. Uh, I think fun fan interaction, just like you're calling into a, a sports talk radio show. That'd be fun. We'll be more than happy to play it, good or bad. And, and uh, whether we agree or disagree, right. we're, you know, we're, we're power to the people here. That's so, right. Uh, but we need to answer it. We didn't give our answer yet, I don't believe. So I'm going to lead off with my answer. Um, if you know you're going to get nothing against bowl game, mm-hmm. I think bowl games are, are, for the most part, great. And when I say for the most part, I just as long as you earn it. I don't want to see losing teams and mm-hmm. like somebody with a six and seven record. Yeah, you got six wins when you're bowl eligible. But uh, so bowl games are important, especially for from a revenue standpoint mm-hmm. and and you know getting a bunch of money to go there. But beaten UW or beaten Wazoo, if that's your ma- biggest rival, and in this case they are, that that's more important. I, I really do think Apple Cup is huge from a um, 
from a recruiting standpoint mm-hmm. as well. And um, a source of pride that, shoot, we spent, what, 40 minutes talking about this already. And, right. and uh, we will spend all year talking about it. Yep. Um, guys like you and me, at least. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Apple Cup is more important. Yeah. Well, you look. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it'd be different if it was, you know, like, say, I was thinking this while John was talking, you know, what if you could beat your rival, say you're number one in the country, either you could beat your rival or, uh, if you, but if you, if you lose, you still get to go in like the college, say if like, yeah, you're going in the college football mm-hmm. playoff. I'm kind of rambling here, but you're fine. <laughs> it's a podcast star. Yeah. Rambling. How, how am I trying to word this? So mm-hmm. say you're number one and if you lose, if you if you beat your rival, you don't get to go in the college football playoff. But if you lose, you still get a chance. Right. I mean, what would you do? <laughs> well, I know that I was in a and text you, group. Oh, go ahead. And you've been and you've been beat by the Huskies for six six plus years. You win the Apple Cup after. I feel like there's two different scenarios in this one. If you're a Husky fan, you're saying, uh, from the Husky fans I know, uh, bowl games for them is bigger than the Apple Cup because they've won. You know, they win the Apple Cup a lot. Yeah, and they're usually playing for yeah. a big Rose Bowl or Pac-12. Not this year. So not this year. Um, uh, another close friend of mine that he, he wanted me to keep him anonymous said, "Well, you now we get what 15 extra practices. We need to go to a bowl game to build the program." And I agree with that. But I feel like this can change year to year. In my opinion, this year is we need an Apple Cup win. You know, we're but it's easy to say that we're already going bowling. You know, so right. We're going to be going to a bowl game. But uh, in-state recruiting is huge. There's a lot of great athletes in this team in this state that i feel like a cougar win or a husky win can help propel you into that uh i think it'd benefit the cougs more than the huskies and getting stuff in but. but luke you bring up a good point i think the would you rather this would you rather question is incredibly relevant this year because there isn't a packed uh 12 uh, championship game on the on the line there isn't a um, major bowl game on the line so if uw or, or wazoo was you know 10 and one, you know, 11 and 0 or something like that. Um, we would have to change the focus because obviously um, it's going to be the bowl game that will probably be a little bit more important because those bowl games were, will bring uh, millions of dollars of uh, revenue and major TV exposure. I just think this year you're both uh, not going to be in the Pac-12 uh, championship game. You're not going to be on a New Year's Day bowl. Mm-hmm. Apple Cup uh, has even more significance then. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up. I think we got one shout out first for this week on December 5th, Seattle Pacific is playing at Nicholson Pavilion against the Wildcats. Open up GNAC play. It's a big week for, you know, big start to GNAC play. Our listeners right now, if you are follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, we are going to try to upload a YouTube video. Kid has Valley Sports Talk has purchased two tickets to that game. The person that can pick the Apple Cup with the closest score, because obviously there's going to be a lot of Cougs or Huskies picked, but if you can pick the right the winner of the game and your score is the closest, uh, if there are repeat scores, we will go with the first person to put it on there. Um, what would, other disclaimers do we need to put on here? This is not. I, I'm sure we'll think of something. We'll yeah, put it on after there, the fact. After the fact. <laughs> but go ahead. We'll put some posts out on all of our social media. That's right. Write in your prediction to score. There will be two tickets for the winner waiting at will call for the December 5th Thursday game against Seattle Pacific University. 
Should be a good well, game too. It should be. What's your guys' score? Yeah. What, what's your What's your pick for the? I guess the other disclaimer is we're not winning our own tickets. <laughs> no, we're not. We'll, we'll be the there, pass, but we're not got, winning. Yeah. We're winning. I really don't want to pick though because I feel like the Huskies are going to win. Unfortunately, well, but you are probably the winner of the picks this year. <clears throat> yeah. Do we even have to bring that up? We went not almost in the we went almost an entire podcast without saying Luke is the best. Right. But there it's we close, go. Close. Uh, <laughs> God, I'm gonna pick the Cougs. I think it's uh, 35-28. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So do I get tickets if I win? Do you have a press pass? <laughs> so yes, you get to go for free. <laughs> You'll be there. You have sideline passes. Um, I will admit, uh, I got my crimson colored glasses on. I got. Nothing but love for the Huskies. Nothing but love for the Cougars. Um, I'm going to go off a tradition here. The last time UW, I've already mentioned it. Last time UW had a six-game winning streak, Wazoo won that seventh game to stop that uh, streak. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to say Washington State University 41, Mm -hmm. University of Washington 38. Okay. Well, I haven't picked against them all year. I'm a loyal Cook fan. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring. I'd, I'd appreciate it because it'd be fun to watch. But I'm going Cougs with a game-winning drive. The last team that has the ball is going to win the game. But they're going to score a touchdown 24-17. 24-17? It's going to be There's going to be 30 degrees. in this game? Hey, <laughs> it's the Apple Cup. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to leave you guys with the messages from the fans that wrote in or sent us in for us. And we like to thank you guys again for listening. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel, KV Sports Talk. Feel free to email us at any time at kvsportstalk at gmail.com. You guys got any parting last words? I just want to say happy Thanksgiving. We've got a lot to be thankful for. I'm, I'm thankful right. that uh, uh, we're on episode number 11. Can't wait for episode number 12. We're going to have plenty to talk about, but uh, just uh, might be a little bit cliche, but in the spirit of thanks, I mean, just been a fun fun opportunity to do this podcast it's actually gone farther mm-hmm. and it's been more um um enlightening i guess you could say that's probably not the right word to say than than i ever thought it would be so i'm very thankful for that absolutely yep. happy thanksgiving to you guys enjoy time with your families and uh, hope you guys enjoy a friday apple cup till next week guys we look forward to talking to you again take care Hey, this is Craig Maloney, Westside Transplant, many years ago, and lifelong Husky fan. What a disappointing year for both of us. Two teams that expected big things, and now both come down to this game trying to keep them from sticking to 500. This is what the winner will hang a hat on for the season, and the loser will ultimately have a completely disappointing season. I think it comes down to the UW offense scoring enough points to win. The Cougars' defense is lackluster at best, but the Huskies' offense has been hasn't been much better. But I have confidence that their defense can stop WSU enough, and they will be able to score enough to get the win. So I say UW 38, WSU 28. Go down. Hey, it's Chad Johnson. Um, my prediction is going to be a 26-23 Cougar win. Limit the turnovers and D-up. Thanks. Bye.
If the 112th meeting between these two current mediocre teams in this year's Apple Cup isn't enough to digest your turkey gut, well, then you might as well be standing in line at Walmart with the rest of them. You know, both the Huskies and Cougars found a way to crap on themselves and get lost in oblivion with the likes of Memphis, SM, who, Appalachian State, all getting ahead of them in the top 25. What powerhouses they must be. The Huskies received six votes last week for a top 25 spot. Whoa, that's far short of actually getting into the top 25. And the Cougs, on the other hand, they went from ranking to tanking before Leaps let us know that they're just fat and dumb. In all fairness, the Pac-12 tends to beat each other up with crappy officiating, horrible play calling, and QB spit-chewing meetings. That ain't, that ain't helping either. So what do we expect? You know, if we're very, very lucky, one of these teams is going to show and show enough just to make it into the Buttcrackers Anonymous Bowl in Barrow, Alaska. And as our old Supersonics play-by-play man, Kevin Clabro used to say, good golly, Miss Molly, you'll end up seeing the flat tire Huskies favored by at least seven points before kickoff. Now, as we all know, spreads in the Apple Cup are as useless as an ejection seat on a helicopter. Let me tell you, if the first game between these two teams on November 30th 1900 that ended in a five to five tie wasn't the sign of the blasphemy to follow. Then just wait until this one gets over. Drum roll, please. I look better in purple than crimson. So give me the Huskies 48 to 40. You heard it here first. Eric, it's Chris Hill from Royal High School. Hey, uh, my prediction for the Apple Cup this Friday is uh, Washington State 41. And that other school, 38. Go Cougs. This year is the Cougs year. I think Anthony Gordon's going to throw for at least 350 yards and four touchdowns. Max Borey, he's going to rush for another touchdown on top of that. And the Cougs are going to win a shootout 42-38. Go Cougs. 